I just don't even know where to start. <laughs> Are you ready for like a fun factoid? Mm-hmm. I have a note here about the brief history of romance novels. I just thought that'd be kind of a fun jumping off point. I am so glad you did that because I thought about it mm-hmm. and did not pull it up. So thank you. I did a 30-second Google search, so you can tell that this is particularly well-resourced. I love researched it. Researched and resourced. But first, oh, we, but. Need to tell, we need to tell our people, officially, that we're talking about romance novels today. I think they should have had to figure it out in a roundabout <laughs> They have to guess what the, the thing we're defining is. <laughs> Can I have romance novels for 500, please? <laughs> you can have it for more than that. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> anyway. Ken, would you get us in the mood? Yes. So romance novels. Katie and I both frequently enjoy this genre and think it's kind of an interesting and complicated one and we're really excited to kind of pull it apart together um but to get everybody in the mood for a romance novel who doesn't like some sexy history am i right mm. Mm. that's a certain so, type of romance novel i'm just saying that is a certain type we love some cross genre situations going on it's like that TikTok, yeah. sorry, with the violin. I'm rubbing my fingers down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. The modern romance novel or mass market romance novel as we know it today has its origins in the romantic fiction of the 18th and 19th centuries. In novels such as Samuel Richardson's Pamela, or Virtue Rewarded, the gothic romances of Anne Radcliffe, and the works of Jane Austen, readers were introduced to a new form of fiction, one that primarily focused on the lives and struggles of female protagonists. Although modern romance novels have expanded to include both authors and protagonists of different genders, races, sexualities, and abilities, historically, Romance novels separate themselves from other genres by being primarily written by women, for women, and about women. And there today set squarely on the She Said podcast. I would like to note that Pride and Prejudice is not on our lists here. But that but. Mr. Darcy hand clench and the movie is everything so I think we all I think all of us um somewhat men loving women in this world understand <laughs> the men clench hand clench and I think you really did just describe my uh, sexuality <laughs> somewhat men loving <laughs> all right all right <laughs> That's your new identity. It's my new identity. It's the only one I will claim from now on out. 
it's not true if there's not a disclaimer am i right it's true right oh ken did you when did you start it's a two-part question when do you start reading romance and oh how has your idea of it changed through the years if it has really great questions i will do you one better and change your first question and say (laughs) when did i first (laughs) thank you you're welcome (laughs) when did i first loving romance stories in general is a very very young age like love 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 them to the point where me as the creator of my universe um like I remember from a pretty young age my friends when I would have sleepovers would be like have me tell them a bedtime story and it was always like a love story and they gotta like pick the male protagonist whether it's like a person in our class or like a celebrity or whatever and I would be the most thoughtful and expansive stories I seriously would talk for like 30 minutes and do like a deep dive store like they got a beginning middle and end like (laughs) (laughs) so any of my childhood friends may be able to remember such an era and it was not a short-lived era I would say it my childhood best friend and I did that through high school like to be honest really <laughs> yeah oh my gosh wow. <laughs> it was like a habit you know it was like a way of showing love to each other a little bit to like show that we like listen to each other we know each other so well yeah. because we could craft the like most perfect love story for each other that's cute <laughs> and really cool really like imaginative that's awesome cool. <laughs> But when did I get into reading about romance? I would say Twilight probably was a breakthrough for me. And that was early for me. That was sixth grade. So I'd like sixth grade, I think, would be like, that was a catalyst. And then junior high, I started reading a ton because I started getting better access to young adult novels in our school library. And our school library, I feel like, was really good about being pretty progressive about that, like, having some progressive themes available via books um yeah I I think I both had like romance novels but I mean it was just kind of a breakthrough of all genres I think I just got into all types of reading and like read more prolifically at that time than I did ever before that but yeah you just reminded me about okay wow Katie will you tell us about you I will. I would okay. I would say my um I started out I mean book wise I started the same with Twilight. Um which has informed <laughs> a lot of my like interest in fantasy romance in the near free, near past. Um but I was kind of and I'm a recovering cynic a little bit of like romance in general as a genre like I I I did not and have not typically liked like Hallmark movies and as I was thinking about this this episode that's kind of the stereotype I had of romance books too um like kind of maybe cookie cutter casts and things of that nature and like just kind of 
not shallow, not flat, but like not super dimensional. Sure. Either. You know, and I don't, I, I'm trying not to say it in a bad way because I read them like, eh, but um, that, that was kind of like the stereotype for me. And so like, I didn't read a lot. That being said, you reminded me that I read a lot of Sarah Dessen books when I was oh me too do you You're remember her? Loving that memory yeah yeah <laughs> like lo- I'm looking like lock and key along for the ride all of these I'm like I'm pretty sure I read three quarters of her books um <laughs> Nicholas Sparks of course was a good one um yeah yeah all of those but really I I haven't I hadn't read a romance, like a true romance book, probably since I was a teenager. Um, and I know you have it on your list, but the the first romance I re- really remember reading in adulthood is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey Kristen. Well, I read it because you had it for book of the month, and I got it from the Library of Christ. So Ooh. you're the reason I read it, and I loved it and it was kind of a fun reintroduction for me into young adult romance again Mm -hmm. because I had kind of gone into like new adults and like adult adults and then Mm -hmm. just yeah it was those are particularly like good read oh so good so So I think if you'd like, like, I think we should throw out some of these titles that uh, were top of mind for us as we kind of thought of, like, our favorite smut. And we will be referring to romance novels as smut. Um, kind of the funny, if you know, if you know, uh, way of <laughs> referring to the genre. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Red, White, and Royal Blue was really high on my list as, like, high recommendation um I also threw in there and this is another like YA sort of thing but the statistical probability of falling of love at first sight um it's a really cutesy one okay also YA yeah yeah it's forced proximity a little bit (laughs) for a minute it's two people who are on a flight from the U.S. to like the U.K. sitting next to each other and fall in love in that process and then they get off oh. and they go their separate ways and you know have to kind of deal in their own worlds a little bit and then reunite and like it's a whole yeah oh my gosh okay yeah. let's I love that you started with some tropes can we go through when you're saying these and share the tropes that are in them Okay. <laughs> I think I think I can handle that. Um yes, I would say mostly forced proximity for this one. Um there might be a little bit of a second chance thing, like they separate and like they're not gonna be together and then they come back together, not to give a anything away. But um I also included The Risk by S.T. Abbey, which this is a fun crossover genre because it's a romance, but it's about a woman scorn who becomes a serial killer and goes after all the men who have hurt her. And then she dates and falls in love with a detective that's supposed to be hunting her down. And it's on um, Amazon Kindle Unlimited. It's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you're Kindle Unlimited, this might be a fun one. I think it's a series. Um, 
but <laughs> dang okay and therefore it goes through a bunch of different tropes like it opens with this kind of fun like not like all men moment like the detective and his partner like the partner hits on the main protagonist woman and he's like a douchebag and then um the other partner like ends up paying for the woman's lunch like without her knowing it and like with no expectation of like talking to her or anything just like to be nice and then like she like confronts him about it and then they have like a little not tiff but like on her side of tiff and on his side just like be a good person and ah, yeah all the fun stuff <laughs> um and then the last one I put on my list which is all encompassing because there's like eight books you could possibly read I think at this point but all of the Elsie Silver books so for the people who are on TikTok and like I've mentioned this now several times because I've been reading these books recently but um there was like one that was really going around TikTok that was about a rodeo writer and his like PR agent um and oh gosh I would say a little bit enemies to lovers with that one like they were set up to not get along and kind of annoyed with each other and then fell in love um there's a little bit of an age gap she's like mid-20s and he's like mid-30s so there's like a good decade between them um slow build I think a little bit mm. a little bit of a slow build um yeah I, I would say those are probably the main ones but do you like a slow build or do you prefer like like how slow of, okay we all like a slow build right like how slow of right <laughs> not very slow I'm very impatient and I'm like the slower the build the problem is the less like the good stuff is more concentrated but then there is just mm. genuinely less of the and I say the good stuff, but I mean, like, I want all the details. I want, like, all the steamy details, and I mm -hmm. want them several times over, and I want things to go wrong, and I want them to be put right, and, like, when there's the too small of a build, like, everything else just gets shoved together a little too much in my mind. That's fair. So, yeah. I don't want it to be too hard to start with, because not sometimes if it's too too many hiccups at the very beginning I'm like well maybe they just shouldn't be together like why, mm -hmm. why are they not listening to the universe like what are you telling me about my life mm -hmm. that this is has to be this hard no thank you no no, <laughs> no ma'am no but I'm glad I mentioned the Elsie Silver uh books because in a minute in a few minutes um I will read to you a little bit so you can get a taste of what we mean by smut <laughs> it'll dive into that but <laughs> earmark that because we will be coming back <laughs> i was i was looking through some of the ones i have on my phone to screenshot too and i was so uncomfortable with all of that <laughs> I was thinking about reading them out loud i, I have one that like might be okay that it might be okay with Okay. but I don't I don't mention it here so <laughs> um, Katie will you tell give us your list yes I absolutely adore fantasy romance um so three that are all pretty popular really good um if you're gonna like go through the fantasy romance thing like go to these first um A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J Moss 
the plated prisoner series by raven kennedy and that's the one that's like gild glint gleam and that one um it's like a king midas retelling except the you learn this pretty early on except the like woman protein female main character is actually the one that can like create gold and the king really? is like using her yeah <gasps> yeah um and then the from blood and ash series by jennifer l armand trout and all of those i think there's a little bit of a love triangle for sure a lot of secret identities um soulmates uh enemies to lover and we love like a one bed type of trope so there's a few of those in there too (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) on the lighter less fantasy more real life side i've really liked tessa bailey um she's kind of blown up on tiktok too have you seen her stuff ken's she wrote Hook, Line, and Sinker, It Happened One Summer, and a bunch of other ones. Um, I've heard, but I have never read. She reminds me of what you were talking about, like when you did when you were a kid, like she'll um, see something in real life and like talk to her TikTok followers about it um, and like craft like a romance scene just right there. <laughs> like during the World Cup, she's been... Um, filming like frustrated coaches or frustrated players and she's like okay imagine that he's not actually mad about the game he's mad because this happened in the locker room before (laughs) 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 I love good yeah yeah I love that uh she yeah she's pretty good that's my new game I like to play the game with the strangers you know like when you're at a restaurant or whatever and you're like mm-hmm. oh like what's going on here really what's going on here I'm gonna reshape uh, it and it's gonna be if they were in a romance novel what's going on in their lives right now oh my god yeah so it's not anything anymore I've narrowed it they have to they have to have some sort of relationship but now I'm realizing that most of the time mine are love related so oh my background might yeah. explain that but whatever <laughs> <laughs> Love I should it. get more dimensional none of mine pass the Bechdel test now that I think about it mine are always <laughs> a lot of times they're queer it, so in my defense but um no, no they're always romance for me um <laughs> <laughs> I'll move on. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, the next one I have is The Deal by Elle Kennedy. And this one is like hockey players in college. Um, and each book is a different hockey player. <laughs> and um, the first one is like um, mentor, mentee, um, classmates thing. And I don't know if I would say enemies to lover, maybe more like stuck together kind of thing um there's some second chance things in there um really really good um and then my last one (laughs) this is one that I'm kind of really embarrassed about um it's like dark romance and it's called Den of Vipers by K.A. Knight and it's about a girl who gets kidnapped um by four men and they're like these mobsters almost and she falls in love with all of them 
damn. Yes. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, but really good. Probably some forbidden love. Maybe enemies to lovers. Yeah, don't get it confused with, there's another one that's a young adult novel that looks a lot like it. Um, what's it called? Um, it's a, it's by Chloe Gong. It's like a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Do not get those two confused because they are not the same thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But those things being said, I would like you to read to me. Read me to sleep, Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question. Yeah. I have like screenshots of certain passages with like that I reacted to the most the first time I read through them because I did a book club with a friend and I screenshot things as I went along and highlighted them and like sent them to her. Or I could do like, a passage that's you know like a couple pages of a book do you want like a snippet preview or do you want just like here are the things that made me giggle that I couldn't not tell my good friend <laughs> I her think... of her reading it <laughs> <laughs> I, I want your giggles I think <laughs> perfect <laughs> At this point, I feel like I should scroll up and you can get my real-time commentary too. So I'll oh tell you God. what I screenshotted and then I'll tell you what I told her next to it. It'll <laughs> and take this me is, just a moment. This is all of the Elsie Silver series. Yes. Correct. Well, specifically Fearless. fearless. Specifically okay. Fearless is what, oh, and I have hers too. So perfect. You'll get both of ours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say that I warned her 0% that I was going to screenshot her things and send them to her. I uh, <laughs> just did it. <laughs> okay. So let's start. These are chronological because I'm reading through the story for the first time not that you will know the story well enough to like really get what they're talking about but <clears throat> this is from the perspective of the male protagonist because in her series it goes every other chapter between the mm. woman protagonist and the male protagonist so you can get situations from both their perspectives um <sighs> Somehow, my brain has connected them to the lipstick Summer wears, and the color isn't even that similar, but it's going to be there anyway. Like, that mouth would look so good wrapped around my dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> my comment to her was, when I say I laughed out loud, I'm glad I wasn't drinking something. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and my next one is like a different page and the part I highlighted is just one sentence that says the way she's staring up at me right now makes my dick twitch <laughs> and I just put I just put the hand emoji that's like the, the bon appetit like, bon appetit <laughs> <laughs> the next one <laughs> again just highlighted one sentence <laughs> 
I think about how bad a chicken farm smells to keep me from getting hard. Oh. And I sat her an emoji of a chicken and I was like, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> okay, this one I thought was really interesting. Over a thousand people highlighted this passage and this is the one reason why I like to read digitally on my phone is because it will tell you funny stats like that. And I just like, of all passages for people to, over a thousand people to highlight, but it's this one. And it goes, there's something about a man who is damn good at what he does that holds an appeal for me. Every step is sure, practiced, full of confidence. That over a thousand people highlighted that. Huh. Just that must apparently. be like, like the kink. <laughs> confidence is kink. <laughs> Just really hit home, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I said my actual favorite is seeing the sections other people have commonly highlighted. Many, many, many people took the time to actually highlight quotes from this book. Like, it's a, <laughs> like it is literally canon. <laughs> and that's not a swipe against the author. I just, like, I so intensely read smut and I just need to keep going I just thought it was really funny I'm like we're not studying for a test like nobody's taking a test over this why are you highlighting it I would agree like <laughs> it's, it's it's not like you're unless you're doing this type of thing type of thing you're not going to go back and reference it probably <laughs> right <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you a couple that she highlighted and then we'll move on. So, okay. um, just try to keep the line clear, princess. He's mocking me, but I don't bite. Even though I wish with every fiber of my being that her dad would stop calling her, calling him her that princess, especially in front of other people. Your dad made it seem like you were going to put me on a leash. And then she replies, only if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> and my friend put the little smiling devil emoji. <laughs> Kinky. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'll... <laughs> you go. No. You can... Do... How about you, you finish? And then I have one passage that I'll share to you. Cool. <sighs> Am I making you less embarrassed? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> um just to say that this is not all about um about being overly sexualized or whatever this one is less about that but we don't look at each other as we walk but he touches my shoulder gently and gestures me across his body he moves me to the opposite side of him before taking the position by the road so oh. do you know yeah yeah um, like that protector we, type of deal yeah we have really good friends who like on a first date will keep track of like every type of gentlemanly thing a man does or does not do Damn. and it's actually kind of I know and they don't tell them it's not like they have a conversation or like I don't know I don't know what I would say if before a first date with somebody they were like hey here's the list of rules. Like if in case your mama didn't raise you right, here's exactly what you have to do. But it's funny because, and it, like, there's so many of them and like mostly things I wouldn't notice. Like if a man had done them for me, I, I'm sure it's very nice. 
I've now got, I can actually like acknowledge and appreciate them. But like, I don't know if I would notice if a man just quietly put himself on the other side of me. I just think I would have assumed there was like yeah, another reason. I don't know. And then like some of them are kind of small things. Like my friends will like notice that like he orders his food before you at dinner. Like even if like the server starts with him and their mind, he's supposed to be like, no, please let the lady order first. And oh, like, interesting. Yeah. So it's like a lot more than just like opening doors for you or like mm. you apparently should not be touching any sort of door, like car door. But it's actually kind of fun and cute. I'll do that for my friends now. Like if I'm going to chauffeur a friend around for the day or like I just did girls weekend a few weeks ago with Carly and Bree, and I did not let them get a single one of their car doors <laughs> the whole weekend to the point where uh-huh. it was like, cute and funny but it also a little bit of annoyed them yeah <laughs> I, like run to the car first <laughs> and I'd have to like open both their doors on other sides of the car and then run to my own door and oh start God. the heat <laughs> I was like no you're my ladies for the weekend of course <laughs> of course I'm gonna do this <laughs> oh my gosh dude I definitely do not think about that stuff <laughs> like Never. I do now. I'm a passenger princess. I, I'm never driving Ooh. again. If he wants to have a trophy wife, let me tell you, I will be kept. That's fine. <laughs> I will be kept. Keep me. Keep me. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, okay. Catherine, what so this, this book series is called, well, this first book is called Aaron's Mate by Abigail something, Abigail Rains. And it's about a wolf shifter falling in love with a human woman. Spoiler. Oh. So I think that was important for this passage. <laughs> um, it's a few sentences long. And it's from the male's perspective in this chapter. I all but growl under my breath when I say, the worst is when I want something and I can't have it, unquote. When I meet her eyes, there's no mistaking what I mean. And Michelle's lips part, the pink of her tongue making an appearance. (laughs) Under the table, her bare legs rub mine, and I'm fairly sure it was an accident. But just that little bit of contact, this close to the full moon, makes my cock swell again (laughs) so suddenly. And I stand up from the table with a jolt. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I love, this. I love this so much in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> Look, hold on. I just need to pause so I can add to my bucket list. Get with a werewolf. <laughs> right? She was definitely Team Jacob, I'm just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, thank you so much for sharing. I needed that. You're welcome. <laughs> and now that we've shared a few passages um do you want to do a quick overview of tropes so kind of go down the list and I think the important thing to note is like 
whether you think of something as romance or not, like, or a rom-com or however you want to think about it, like, we all know these stories or these stories are embedded in several other stories. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I was talking to my brother about this and he kind of <laughs> thought, like, he wouldn't, like, know any of them. I'm like, no, they're common story functions. Like, even if you don't think of yourself as somebody who loves romance, like, you're going to encounter these stories and they're going to be yes. familiar to you and you're going to be like, this is overused and this oh, I actually do think this is really interesting or I've liked how people have played this up in the past or made this unique, so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, and most, most like movies and stories in general, like you can't get through it without seeing some sort of romantic relationship. For sure. Build, yeah. Um, the first one we have on the list is Love Triangle, so. I think this one's pretty obvious like there's maybe three people involved and they all like either each other in a circle or usually I think it's like two girls or two guys going after the same person yeah kind of thing so there's that what what do you mean by secret identity secret identity meaning that there's something about one of the person's paths past or aspects of their being that they keep quiet so like oh secretly they were a billionaire the entire time or like there's like oh he's a prince or um sometimes it's even like oh they have an illness like things that are extreme like that too but yeah. yeah yeah there's something that like emerges that like they wanted you to know if they could fall in love just as they were without this thing that would make it all fall apart or like would make it yeah not real and then the thing becomes revealed and yeah 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 okay mm-hmm. uh we have friends to lovers and enemies to lovers and I think those are both pretty self-explanatory but I want to ask you if you have if you prefer one over the other I prefer friends to lovers I like knew it. I knew yeah it. like if you had asked like coy little 16 year old Mackenzie like how I, I would ideally fall in love one day it would be friends to lovers it would be like oh we were good friends and we just knew each other so well and cared about each other so much and then I looked at them differently one day you know <laughs> <laughs> totally that <laughs> I also don't have very many enemies so like it's just I would like really shorten my pool <laughs> well on the other hand I would prefer enemies to lovers because I have so really? many enemies yes no I do not <laughs> you're on a fucking list for Catherine right it's a debatable I'm doing the violin again um I like the like tension thing um I get that I don't like when they're actually enemies maybe I prefer like when there's like some like reluctance from like one of the characters because they they have like a troubled past or whatever like they don't are not like all in right away like I like that sure I can get that um I'm always surprised like I'm such 
I'm such a like I want to take you at face value exactly what you're showing me mm. and so even though there is like subtext that like I could be like yes there is sexual tension happening still I'm like no practically logistically they said this they would never get together because of this <laughs> and then they get together I'm like oh lovers <laughs> but you were enemies <laughs> <laughs> I like being coy. I like being a little dense, just like really <laughs> adds a little something, adds a little extra punch when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. <laughs> the next one is stuck together or forced proximity or one bed. So reasons why these two people have to be right next to each other inexplicably or are thrown together i like to think about this one is like when you put two pandas in a exhibit you know put two pandas in a room <laughs> you know they're gonna <laughs> if you know for you know sure. for sure <laughs> You put two squirrels in a tree trunk and they just make some nuts. <laughs> put two pants in a room. <laughs> okay, the next one is fake relationship. So two people who put on a good front, like typically it's like a mutually beneficial thing. Like they want to be unavailable to other people. They want to show their parents, whatever they are doing it for the press, they're doing whatever it is. And then when they're faking their relationship, they genuinely get to know each other. And then yeah something happens yeah I kind of want to end all these with and then <clears throat> dot 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 and the dots mean sex <laughs> that's true 100% without fail <laughs> Catherine what's our next one our next one is age gap Ooh. I mean that's that's what it sounds like I don't know if I've okay I'm gonna say I don't know if I've read like an age gap one but like some of my fantasy ones like the men and like TikTok goes crazy over this. Like the men are like six hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was ready for you to say. I was like literally bracing for. It. I'm like Catherine. I swear to God. I swear to God. If you tell me some sort of archaic number, <laughs> because they are a fucking wizard and they live forever. <laughs> oh my God! Technically. Technically, uh, Twilight is an age gap. He's a hundred and something. And she's true. Like, <laughs> and there will always will be an age gap. Even though she ended up being a vampire, there will always be an age gap. She, she will always be a hundred years younger. She didn't want to turn 18 because she didn't want to be older than him, though. Oh, that's going to hurt my mind to think about. <laughs> So is there an age gap? I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. And then we're like, no longer talking human years. And we're never no longer talking double digits. It's triple or, or nothing. Triple digits what, only. What, what happens when they get to be like sixteen hundred and one thousand? Like, is it really just even <laughs> at that point? 
<laughs> no, it's still six hundred years gap, Patrick. Does it matter at that point? I'll like, tell you, you once I get by. there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens in six hundred years. Like about six hundred years ago, like a lot fucking happened. <laughs> I'm tweaking. I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot of life they saw through, Catherine. <laughs> a lot of battles to be won, McKenzie. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you said they wizard. They probably... <laughs> <laughs> I did read a Fay book. I should have figured out that they were, it was probably not a wizard, but... <laughs> We've already talked about werewolves. Like, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> True. <laughs> the next one is forbidden love. So, <laughs> for whatever reason, the Romeo and the Juliet of it all, they cannot possibly be together. And therefore, they only want to be together and they'll die for it. <laughs> or whatever it is that they have to do. It's true. Yeah. A lot of giving up your thrones and stuff. And stuff. The next one after that is a second chance. So seeing two characters after one of them fucked up real bad and seeing if the other has compassion and forgiveness in their heart mm. a lot of times conditional um, yeah. yeah there's a really good re- recent oh we didn't have we haven't talked about Colleen Hoover yet we have um, not there's a really good book called it ends with us by Colleen Hoover have you read that? nuts for it I haven't yeah. read it the then the sequel to that is called It Starts With Us. And they're both kind of second chance. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's also some trigger warnings for like domestic abuse in there. So, sure. Just so yeah. you know that. But it sounds complicated. Yeah. Katie, yeah, what's our next so, yeah. one? Our next one is Soulmates. So I feel like we get that in a lot of like these fantasy esque, like where there's like, or like, Twilight-esque, which is also fantasy, but, like, where you have, like, your person and there's no other people for you. Um, but then we have, oh, yeah, what? Well, I just wanted to say, like, I feel like maybe when we were growing up, it felt like that was pretty common of a thing accepted in real-world stories of, like, soulmates, like, two people met mm. and they, like, love at first sight type of soulmates, you know, That's where, true. Like, they were meant to be together, they're their other half, that sort of thing. So, I haven't thought about it like not that. Exclusively right. fantasy. What? There's what? something that's not exclusively fantasy. Crazy. <laughs> Catherine doesn't believe it. <laughs> and then what's faded means, Catherine? Um, this one is more fantasy, I would say. Um, <laughs> when <laughs> stop laughing at me. Unless you believe in God, but that's all fantasy too. <laughs> um, uh, Faded mates are when like there there's like soulmate situation, but like for whatever reason they can't like they have fucked it up badly enough that they just like cannot be together. Like the world doesn't let them be together. Mm. Like like there's something bad that'll happen when they get near each other, or like 
somebody's hurt somebody too terribly um, or there's a curse or whatever. Um, yeah. Because then the story becomes about breaking that curse and or winning the person back. Um, <laughs> and our last one I put on there because like with three exclamation points is slow build. And I think that just, I don't know if it's a trope, but it goes along with a lot of novels, romance novels. <laughs> hey, Catherine, so I don't remember what your answer was earlier, if you gave one. You're, you're a fan of the slow build. I like, <clears throat> I like the, like, a, like the build to be like halfway through the novel so that we can have like some time with it. Yeah. And I don't like, like when I'm reading like a true not, no, that's not true. I was gonna say when I'm reading just like a true romance novel, I like having like the build like come up again and again. Like yeah. I like I like like it keep this all feels like very special when I'm saying these things. Uh like like staying throughout like the romance is alive once it comes here. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um but in a lot of books they kinda like die out and then the the story, the plot gets in the way. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm not reading this for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, really that, that's my issue with like a like a quick build. Romance. But I feel like the the romance goes away sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <sighs> This doesn't happen as often. I don't know. I kind of like how unhinged sometimes <laughs> fast builds can be. Like, I'm trying like to think. I didn't one. read it. I watched it. But, like, uh, and I don't know. It was a slow build before she got, like, who she wanted to get. But Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Oh. Like, that is, like, a chaotic main character. And she just ping-pongs along. And she's just, like, trying to rack up them like junior high love milestones it's kind of funny <laughs> it is, I, did you read the book I haven't read I never read the book I never read the book okay I had to be like now I should circle back because I thought the movie it made me so nervous I like l- l- hated to love to watch it it yeah. made me so nervous <laughs> her shaving off her eyebrow I think about that all the time <laughs> it helped that she was British and also <laughs> it her <did>. love <laughs> interest was my type of man like a musician that's kind of like scrawny and like mm-hmm. smart and he was actually like relatively emotionally intelligent yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I wanna I need to go back and like look at the character so I can remember oh my god and and had it's the gonna... like Bieber swoop a little bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep For okay sure oh and they did the pencil test where you push your boobs together and see if you can hold a pencil oh my gosh <laughs> wow yeah you know you know classic uh so now we've, ta- so we've t- talked about yeah those tropes and then like books that we like but there are a lot of stigmas around romance um, there are people who complain about it and there are people who are not as in love with it as we are mm-hmm. unfortunately and, what do those people yeah. say why are they complaining <laughs> can we tell them to get the hell out <clears throat> Well, no. 
<laughs> they don't have to if listen. You don't like romance, and you're you're this far into a, a podcast about romance novels, then I commend you. Honestly, <laughs> I want to read you, but I commend you. <laughs> you're lying, really. <laughs> like, like you do like them. <laughs> or you're using this as a primary source for your <laughs> anti-woman paper. <laughs> Which if so, like tell your professor I say hi. Like right. more power. Right. More power. <laughs> I so think the people who don't like them, yeah. what do they say? Yeah. I think, well, it's interesting. Josh and I were talking about this um <gasps> on a Does walk. Josh not Maybe. like them? Well, he doesn't read them. And so he's like, I don't really have an opinion, but what I would say is that I feel like 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 he feels like they give an unrealistic expectation for men in heterosexual things. <laughs> Immediately divorced. <laughs> I said, You're probably right, but I'm not I didn't say this, but I was like, I'm not reading it for <laughs> divorce because he's not 600 years older than you and divorce because honestly he doesn't have pointed ears or wings he's not that I'm disappointed it was promised to me by this novel if you're not a wizard I don't want to I'm just saying women in the real fucking world have to live with unrealistic expectations Similarly to maybe how men could feel about reading romance novels. And I think we have no choice about living in the real world. They should have no choice about indulging in our smut. I'm running for president and this is my one policy initiative. (laughs) I love it. I have only social issues. Social romance issues. I'm introducing a new type of policy. (laughs) I don't care about other things you do with <laughs> your parts. I just care that it happens. <laughs> oh my god. I okay, I agree with all of that. And if we look back at like like the Jane Austens of the world, like they don't seem super scandalous now, but they were then. Mm-hmm. Like and a lot of the stories are about kind of women who are very independent, like searching independence and then also fall in love. The scariest thing of all. <clears throat> so actually these are horror novels? Yes. For a, men? <laughs> a mid 17th century, 18th century man's worst dream. Really. <laughs> actually that's not true it's like 19th century but anyway um yeah but like like now I think there are like different genres lanes within romance that are like also that like yes we have like hyper independent women or women finding their independence yeah and then and this is not this is not like either or sometimes they are overlapping and then we also have like just the author's fantasies about the world and this is what this world could be and we have um i don't know just just fantasies just to have like come on on a paper really i don't know and i like them all 
um, I see the value in them all. I also see how they can be sometimes problematic. Um, I read, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Ken? I think that, yeah, I think that they have a place. There's literally all sorts of literature and genre that exists in this world. Like, smut has its place. It did deserve it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Of all kinds. Um, I can see, like, another argument is, like, it's trashy, like, that there's no, you know, it's just putting scandalized words on a paper. I think there should be a book that is literally Nicki Minaj lyrics turned into a storyline. Holy shit. That's... This should be your book. Like, we take Nicki Minaj lyrics, and then we take X love interest, and you weave them together, girl. Weave them together. Take them and make some sort of love story. (laughs) Doesn't have to be love. That's gonna be my new passion project. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it exists. Like, and just because they're trashy doesn't mean that they're not also good and I want to clarify that like there's so much to this genre about understanding intimacy and oh, like it's not all about being it's not sure there's sexualized scenes that are perhaps like pornographic and like there's stories that are crafted and unrealistic yeah. but there are a lot of them that also like have reality to them and like beautifies things that are commonplace but not often discussed and like yeah inclusive to many different bodies and like really like it's kind of insane like being able to read words on a page and how that makes you feel when you aren't like aren't watching it you know what I mean like and like having something beautified that way and like created in your mind that way and Mm -hmm. because you get to then create it versus like being forced to see an actor assume that that character yeah yeah I agree I agree with that so much and there's I mean there's a lot missing I think from the genre that is slowly getting built in or slowly getting maybe more popularized and I'm not super familiar with like a ton of queer romance Mm. it's getting to be more so like the cutest YA graphic novel romance heart stoppers those are the most adorable things ever I think um Love them. Casey McQuiston has another book um, called Last Stop, maybe. And that one is a lesbian romance. Mm. One last stop, I think. And that one's really good. But in terms of representation, like I think there's some ways to yeah. Yeah. And it's exciting, like yeah yeah I would like to 
to read more romance novels where like the female main character is not is described with curves and little fluff and like doesn't get up and run in the morning <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would appreciate that um like like yeah I like I like what you were saying before about like romance novels kind of normalizing things and putting pen to paper where I'm gonna say kinks but like even like the softest of kinks are just not talked about like mm-hmm. women maybe learning and like straight romances like women learning how they could be treated <clears throat> that's always which actually good. yeah that like kind of leads into another reason why people may be against the genre which is that they are misogynistic that we are showing how shitty and terrible and heartbreaking men are and really sharing out the narrative how wonderful and compassionate and caring women are and that um there's a lot of men bashing in it and like I don't know what other narratives kind of go alongside of that. Maybe like having one form of an idealized man, essentially, and that like all other forms of love and expression that maybe are common for how men are socialized, but aren't like the romance version, novel version of love. And then yeah, it's commonplace and it's what people get in real relationships and it's realistic but it's not the romance novel we all deserve to have in reality <laughs> so <laughs> shitting on normal men and uh <laughs> tell them how they should act it's true it's true i something i've been thinking about is i like how how we get to see women's thought processes in romance novels because it shows I think, how much women think about their romantic encounters. Like, mm-hmm. like there's so much, I'm not gonna say obsession, but like so much thought that has to go into everything. Like from appearance to like action, to follow up, to X, Y, Z. And it truly like shapes your identity. Like. And I like that a lot. We see that in romance novels. Yeah. I like it too. I I especially like that I've been reading ones where they do switch perspectives every chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of fun to see like two points of views on very similar situations or like misinterpretations of what the other person's reaction was Mm. um like especially like one person might think the other person's being dismissive and the other person is thinking they're just saying like it's obvious Mm -hmm. like I don't know just have you ever read and I haven't I don't think have you ever read a romance novel written by a man 
I think so. Let me look at something. Um, it's becoming more common, but I my first guess didn't get me to one. So I don't know for sure. I guess, I don't know. It depends what you call a romance novel now that I'm looking up like John Green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Great Gatsby, if you want to say that. I don't, I would, I would classify that more as a classic to study and not a romance to indulge in, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but a man writes a romance novel and we're saying it's a classic and women make prolific and impactful romance novels and they're they're simple romance novels. I'm not saying I like it. I just want to note that one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, that's a really, yeah. Oh, shit. I will say that it's a very interesting like reframing of the story too with having like this cousin as a narrative like you're right there are a lot of devices that are novelistic and not necessarily romance but um let's just make more romance classics how about that okay likewise Jane Austen sorry (laughs) (laughs) likewise Jane Austen I think her novels would be considered classics and they are romance so yeah I, I can see that there are also equivalents out there as well yeah yeah men do better honestly that's my takeaway do fucking better and write some good smut for me make me feel all the things and likewise write good smut for other men like true what should be our hashtag men like smut (laughs) men deserve smut too Smut for men. Smut for men. Smut for men by men. <laughs> what is it like? Men love men. Love men. <laughs> MLM for smut. <laughs> and on that note, I think that closes out our episode. Honestly. <laughs> Revolution. Yo. Yeah. On our episode today. Um, I appreciate that you challenged me to think about things differently. Um, because I'm still like unlearning that like cynicism, I'm gonna call it, because I don't really know what other word mm. to put toward it. Um that being said, I like thoroughly enjoy the genre and I, I'm not embarrassed to say I read romance novels. Um, That's where I was going to go with it. Is like, I feel like so many people, like, even I do it. Like, I, I've been not reading a lot. And when I do, what, like, excites me and gets me hooked and gets me reading a lot is when I pick up smut. And, like, I will go on a rampage and I will read everything by an author I like. Or, like, I will stay in a trope or a genre or whatever and keep seeking yeah. it out. And, like, that excites me in ways that, like, my self-help books or my psychological you know philosophy sort of things just 
business professionally sort of things just don't do the same thing all the time you know business is not your kink kind of is actually but (laughs) it's a different story (laughs) that's an after hours um but (laughs) no and then like Colleen Hoover has like really blown up as like a TikTok author and I've had Mm -hmm. multiple people tell me like they read her stuff or like they started it and they're really excited to like keep reading it but like like it's their guilty pleasure and I'm like this doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure and I say that too I'm like this is my guilty pleasure like it doesn't really count sort of thing and it's like I'm just saying there are scientific studies that say that if you're reading you're engaging certain aspects of your brain and it does not matter what you read so get smarter not harder also harder and (laughs) I winked (laughs) I liked it (laughs) thank you can I share one story yes please it's not super climactic but I was I'm like right (laughs) another Um, one oh the tongue (laughs) almost a year ago like last January or this last January yeah I was on a plane it was like a 30 minute flight I think from here to Chicago or something like that. And I was reading smut on the plane. I was sat in a two-person aisle next to a random man. Um, and he's not doing anything. He's probably about our age. Looks over at me and he's like, oh, what, what are you reading? <laughs> and I was like, some like romance novel. And he's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, are you reading anything right now? Because I was like, oh, this could be a fun conversation to have, like, a few minutes on the plane. He said, yes, I read the Bible every night. (laughs) And then talked to me the entire time about the Bible. And I am not opposed to talking about the Bible. But I'm just saying, when I'm reading smut, (laughs) it feels wrong to go from that to the bible and then also leave me the fuck alone <laughs> i want to read my smut in peace <laughs> well he wanted to share with you Catherine, the ultimate love story which is that as our lord and savior jesus christ so yes 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 <laughs> the three in one yes. oh <laughs> stop it no 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 <laughs> I'm just saying God loved us so much that he came down to earth. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't realize how trash I am. So I'm allowed to say it out loud. (laughs) I feel like I'm not even Catholic, but I feel like I need to do some like Hail Marys after this. I'm Catholic. You can toss a couple extra in for me because I won't do it. Okay, sounds good. Should. Thank you. Pray for me. I'll I'll judge it all the way down to the mind for you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we do have one more segment before we close out for the day officially, and that's really our good. and that's our red and white wines. Catherine, is there like a transition that you'd perhaps like to sing? Is it a singing day for you? Is it a bones or no bones day? Is it a singing or no singing day? 
I feel like it's no bones just because again like this last time we had a visual when I was doing the transition like I feel like we need our wine to like be slowly like swirling around in the wine Chill. like Ooh. like sultry decanter decanting a little bit yes yes like Catherine like drag us out of the podcast and into some visual arts <laughs> yes <laughs> We're gonna start doing this on TikTok Live, where we can just have to know what we're at. <laughs> yeah, a place of no decorum where we can <laughs> do the visuals we would like. Oh my god, our our TikTok is just gonna be us reading our smut aloud. How about that? Oh my god, we're I gonna get banned. God, we deserve that. That's true. <laughs> we do. Uh, Catherine, do you have your sweetest wine wine about it moments to share? Um, or would you prefer me go first? I can go. My sweetest wine is that getting a lot of like wedding stuff checked off the list here Ooh. like we did like um tastings and floral stuff last weekend and then oh and we could talk about that later too and <laughs> i got a text today from my bridal shop saying my dress which was supposed to be arriving in may is already there weird so cool. um I'm nervous and excited about that. So it's a lot of time for me to be holding on to something that expensive. Um, <laughs> so um, just yeah. Honestly, excited. if you need a safe place of story, you could put it to Dan and James if you wanted. Well, maybe. It's, I didn't it's know if you needed like, closet space. Thank you. It's getting tailored in yeah. Des Moines. Or I mean, oh. in, nope, in Dubuque. So oh. <laughs> I'd probably keep it at my parents and then drop it off eventually. Sure. Yeah. But thank you. You're welcome. That's so exciting. Yeah. What yeah. a big act of talking about love and, and your wedding is what your sweetest wine moment is. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite love story. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my wine about it. I, I, I Catherine has no complaints. She's just riding this high. She's on a roller coaster that only goes up and uh, <laughs> probably have I don't know. I feel like I always have a lot of little complaints in my life. Um I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm just slogging right now. Like it feels mm -hmm. like, like I feel like I have so much to do. When it's really, I don't. Maybe it's just my anxieties are high. Like I'll, mm. I, I have a hard time falling asleep, and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and then I feel like my heart's racing, and like there's things I need to be doing, or things I need to think, or I start thinking immediately. Like I just haven't been able to calm down mm. in a minute. So. I probably need to read more, honestly, and just escape a little bit. Yeah. I don't feel something that grounds me so much is reading. Like, mm. 
something I always can make time for and feel good that I have done. And yeah, yeah, reading is a really interesting placeholder for that reflective, but also like, it's an interesting way to be present, yet escape, yet imaginative, yet like rudimentary, like it doesn't feel like it takes that much effort to read sometimes, you know, like, yeah truly a refreshing activity I would agree so also I can't do it before bed because I get too excited oh really sleep yeah it gets my mind like zooming a little too much I like I like reading romance novels right before I go to sleep because I can Mm. just kind of like not like that because I can just kind (laughs) of fall asleep I wasn't doing that like that Mm, I wish I had. <laughs> no, I just was excited for you. <laughs> it would keep me up too much. I couldn't do it. Oh. I would stay up way too late. It's like binge watching your favorite show. Like I just couldn't turn it off. Yeah, that does yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me. What about you, Ken? My sweetest wine is that. I have gotten a little addicted to board games lately, and I've not previously loved board games in the past. They're a little bit of less conventional board games. Um, I feel like the ones that, like, have really taken off in my lifetime have been ones I've been not super interested in, and I finally have, like, ones that I get a lot more excited about. So one is Ticket to Ride. It's kind of like, if you love Catan and like people that the OG people who maybe would have loved like loved Monopoly like probably would like this board game but I'm a person who likes neither of those and I love this board game but like I'm still being super competitive about it like I really I haven't found my niche of like winning it yet and I like I am going to force so many people to play this multi hour game with me so I can finally win (laughs) win so good it's such a good game it's really fun. It's really, really fun. I will say that I do play an express version. So if you have played it, I'll briefly explain this. You know how like in your turn, you're only supposed to pick up or lay down in a single turn. Like you're not supposed to do both. We do both because otherwise it's so fucking long. Yeah, it is. It's crazy long. So I can imagine going around and like, I will say that it does make everybody's turns a little bit longer, though, because I think people are less prepared to do their one action. They, like, want to see if they can't pick up to do an action they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. If you're just mm. picking up or you're just laying down, then, like, you're prepared. Like, you know for sure what exactly you have to do. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting. Anyways. Yeah. And uh, there's another board game that's called Wavelength, and I'd seen it, like, on TikTok and whatnot, but it's not... Or, I should say it's like a game but there's not like a board to it there's a spinner to it so essentially what happens is there's a spinner and it lands in a window like a 180 degree window and there's a range that's highlighted that you win points and then that gets hidden and there's two extremes and you have to show where you think it should be between those extremes. So say for example, um, the two extremes are classic and fad. If I'm the person up there and I'm talking to my team, I'm going to go, okay, 
I, I see where the thing has landed between classic and fad. I need to come up with a descriptor to mm-hmm. tell them like where, but it's perception, right? So like I could say something and perceive that completely different than they could. So I got this, this example really happened and I had an all guys team. I'm like, I can't think of another example that's as perfect as this, but I don't know if they're going to get it. And I said, red lipstick. And the guy, I, to their credit, they got it immediately. They're like, that's super classic. Like that's, that's ah. a forever thing. You know, it's going to be over here, but like not quite all the way over here. Like there are things that are more classic than that. But that's really classic. And they got it like right in the window where they were supposed to get it. Nice. Uh, another example is like, <laughs> this is a really good one. It was liberal and conservative. And my friend said overalls. And like, interesting. The team had to figure out like what, because you can be very, you know, imaginative, creative with how you respond to something. Yeah. But it all has to be communicated. And they had a huge fight because they're like, farmers wear overalls and farmers are really conservative. And they're like, no, but think about the last person you saw wear overalls in public. Like that person was a liberal. <laughs> like that person was like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's just funny because it like spikes conversation and like perception and like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So super into board games and it's very convenient that I'm kind of falling into love with them right now because it's winter in Iowa. So, and I'm about to do holiday stuff, but I'm an adult. So like Christmas morning ain't what it used to be sort of thing. Like the excitement of opening presents have def- has definitely dimmed for me. And so I'm excited that like, if I'm going to spend 12 hours with my family in a house, as an adult, there will be beverages and there will be board games. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And I already talked to my cousin and I was like, I'm going to bring books with me. <laughs> so if you want to sit in the upstairs living room, we need to retrieve and read. Like, that's what we should do as grown humans. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my God. I see all these things about like people going on like reading vacations and like just like friends or like couples like going yeah. somewhere like a beach and like sole intent is to read. I love I'm that. here for it. Yeah. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Catherine, are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying to invite me somewhere? Maybe. Okay, cool. Tell me. The, oh. the issue is we just talked the whole time. <laughs> That's true. We would talk the whole time. Not an issue. We could, but... read, we could read aloud to each other. <laughs> if today is any indication of how that would go, I want it. We could make it like class, you know, where we're reading the same book side by side and follow along. We popcorn back popcorn. and forth every other pop- paragraph. Right before it says cock, I popcorn Mackenzie. <laughs> Oh, I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. And my whine about it is that I have been under the weather. So that has been not so fun. Kind of ahead of the holidays, after the holidays, in the middle of the holidays. And taking time off is hard and kind of mm-hmm. like figuring out what that needs to look like. And Yeah, just trying to find that place that's just right but it just kind of constantly feels like it's hard to 
fall into that. Sometimes when I think about what just right looks like, I kind of imagine the water slide where you have to go. Oh yeah, the and you sit. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like a funnel, and you loop down. Like I, how satisfying is and like thrilling is that ploop, right? Like when you're just squarely in the right spot, but like the. And like the journey to the ploop is fun, but sometimes it just kind of yeah. feels like um, like circling, yeah, circling for yeah. a while. Hmm. So you're ready to ploop, huh? I'm ready to ploop. I'm ready to have a ploop moment. I hope your fuzzy GMEs get you there. Thank you. I'm thrilled about them. So over the moon about my Costco fuzzy jammies. Um, I was trying to convince my roommates to go to Dairy Queen for me tonight, and they're not going to. So I might have to be my own heroine and get it for myself. I'm also trying not to eat out. So I was trying to do a workaround <laughs> that they got it. Like if they physically did it, then I don't get the dopamine of buying not it. You do it. And yeah, that doesn't yeah. count, right? It doesn't count. It doesn't matter if I paid for it. I can bend over the cost. It but if I don't do it, then it doesn't matter. Uh, sure. But I did get ice cream at Aldi too that's in the freezer so if I really want ice cream I could have at home ice cream it's just that it's fun and good it is good and fun and fun although it's cold that doesn't stop me can't stop won't stop can't stop can't stop Ken this has been a really fun conversation today it's been a pleasure Catherine absolutely See you next week. Bye-bye.